Hi, hello, good morning. Welcome. I guess it's not really necessarily morning. Anyways, welcome to Mom Talk. I am back after taking some time off because I've been busy with mom stuff, but also some health stuff. Um, And I wanted to come on here this morning to talk about it because I think I've cracked another case. Um, so over the weekend, it was Easter weekend, right? And we celebrated with family and it was amazing. We had lots of delicious food, um, a lot of yummy treats like cakes, cookies, breads, and guess what? I have developed a rash over my upper arms and a little bit on my chin, and I'm, I'm just itchy and I'm, I'm so tired, but I am pretty sure I know exactly what's going on. And I'm pretty sure that it is celiac disease and I'm not diagnosed, but this is something that's been going on for the, at least the last 15 years that I can remember. And I did not put the two and two together. Like like the bread with the hives and allergic reaction until literally this morning. (laughs) Um, And it's so crazy because a lot of people who have celiac disease are not diagnosed until they're in their 30s or 40s, um, which is nuts because it can cause so many problems with absorbing nutrients. And, you know, for the longest time, I have had these very vague fleeting symptoms that really, really affect my functioning every day. Like there are some days where I straight up feel anemic and I look anemic. I mean, I look very pale and I feel really weak and, you know, it's like, what is going on? And people always ask me like, um, are you okay? (laughs) Like, are you sick? Some days I'm fine. Some days I'm totally fine and, you know, I'm vibrant and lively and happy and I can function and my brain feels like it's working. That is what most people must just feel like all the time. And for me, it's like, it's hit or miss. It's like, you know, but I didn't know what the trigger was for that. Like, I didn't know how to have more good days than than bad days. And I'm pretty sure the answer lies in excluding gluten. And, and processed carbs, um, which is really interesting. So I unintentionally excluded gluten from my diet four years ago when my youngest was born. I gained probably 80 pounds with her in my pregnancy. And I had health problems all throughout my pregnancy as well. But after she was born, I was so sick of looking at myself and I was so sick of feeling overweight that I decided, okay, I'm going to do anything I need to do to lose the weight and get back to feeling like myself and, and happy and healthy in my body. So I did keto and I lost a whole bunch of weight. I lost, you know, the 80 pounds that I put on and then some. And so I kind of thought for the longest time, okay, maybe it's sugar 
that has been causing these like you know bad days maybe it's just like my body can't process sugar and it causes me to break out or or whatever um but i was tested for my glycemic levels or or whatever and i was told no you don't have to worry about like diabetes type 2 or hyperglycemia because you're fine but I still was having symptoms like uh, frequent urination. I mean, like frequent. Like I would go to the bathroom and then five minutes later, I would be able to go to the bathroom again. And so I, I was like, what is happening? It's so strange. Like urgency. The urgency was so severe. And I had read, I think I was watching like um, a documentary about the Jonas Brothers and they were talking about how whoever the youngest is, Nick, they found out he was diabetic because they were on a tour bus and like they would have to, or I guess they were in a van and they would, they would have to pull over for him multiple times. And that's how they learned that he was diabetic because his urgency to pee was so great, you know, cause your, your body's trying to rid its system of sugar. Well, that's what I feel. I mean, like, I feel like that some days it's like, I cannot go five minutes. Um, and so interestingly enough, and I didn't know this until this morning. Um, so if you have celiac disease for a long time, it can cause bladder swelling. This is like, just my mind is kind of blown right now. I just can't believe like I've been to the doctor so, so many times, um, and I've never, we've never kind of like put the puzzle pieces together. So, um, so yeah, I thought that maybe sugar was the problem. Learned that sugar was not the problem. I mean, sugar obviously is a huge problem if you consume large amounts of it for anyone, but, um, I'm not, it's not diabetes. Then I thought, okay, maybe it's just like carbs, there's very specific, so this is where it gets like sciencey. And you do have to understand the difference between carbs and gluten because there's a difference. And you can eat carbs when you are gluten intolerant or you have celiac disease. Um, there's another thing that you can have, a, another gluten sensitivity that manifests as a skin rash. And I cannot think of the name of it. It's like dermatitis herpetiper. I don't remember. It starts with an H. Um, and you cannot have wheat. It's it's a it's a wheat sensitivity. So you can still eat quinoa, potatoes, um, you know, corn chips, corn tortillas. Um, just you cannot have wheat. So wheat, barley, rye. These are things that will cause basically an allergic reaction. And over time, it can damage your small intestine, which is awful. It's very serious, and it causes malabsorption of nutrients, and you can become malnourished. Um, like today, I had a lot. Like I said, I had a lot of a lot of gluten over the weekend, and I have chills. Like I'm, I'm, I feel sick. <laughs> I have a rash on my upper arms. It's extremely itchy. Um, I have a rash on my chin. I do not feel well. And 
I'm, you know, you hear a lot of people, like, I think it became kind of trendy to, like, be gluten-free or, like, to say that you have a gluten sensitivity. Lots of things came out gluten-free, which is great. Um, but I know I've, I've run into some people who kind of, like, who were celiac, who were diagnosed celiac, celiac or gluten um, intolerant. And um, I'm just thinking, like, of this lady. I was working at this hotel a long time ago. must have been, like, 10 years ago. And she was asking for a refrigerator in her hotel room because she was gluten allergic to gluten. And, um, I said something like, Oh, I'm cutting out gluten from my diet too. You know, this was like one of my, one of my fads that I did go through. I'm like, I'm cutting out gluten too. And she was like, no, I'm not cutting out gluten. I'm allergic to gluten. I cannot eat gluten. Like she became really mad that I had, um, even mentioned anything about like, Oh, I'm doing this for reasons that don't have anything to do with my absolute survival Um, because it is that serious. Um, And another um, culture reference, I was watching 60 Days In and this woman was gluten intolerant. Okay, so 60 Days In, if you don't know, like these undercover cops go into the jail and they pose as inmates to kind of see if there are any holes in the system, like if there's a security risk or like what they can get away with and if they can, you know, receive inside information. It's really interesting. So I'm watching this and this woman has celiac disease. She's an undercover cop going into the jail. And for the first, like literally two weeks she was in there, she could not eat anything because everything had gluten in it and one of the other undercover agents I think they send like three in at a time one of the other agents was like kind of making fun of her like you know like she was being posh in a jail you know she's like it's a jail like I mean why is why is Becky complaining it's a jail she cannot like you know get over it eat the gluten but this woman had struggled, you know, kind of like what I've been experiencing. It's like she had been struggling for a long time. I guess she like before they diagnosed her, she was up to like 300 pounds because what happens is you feel hungry all the time because of the malabsorption. And if you don't know that what you're eating is causing like inflammation and, um, like stripping of your intestine, you're, you're not gonna, you're just gonna have, like, you're gonna keep eating because you need those nutrients. So you're, it's like very, it's very complicated. It's very hard to deal with as the sufferer because you just don't know. And then like, you're eating all this gluten and the gluten's causing like cognitive, you know, deficits and all kinds of painful problems like joint inflammation, lower back pain. You're just kind of like in this miserable body and you have no idea what's going on. Um, so to become clear headed and know exactly what will put you or trigger you to go back into that state, I swear you will not do it. Like you will not eat it. 
you will not eat the bread. You will not eat the cake. If you know that's what is causing that inflammation, when I had was at the height of my weight loss with keto, I you couldn't pay me to eat bread. I remember that feeling of it's like someone put oil in my system, like uh, you know, someone changed my oil. I felt like a, a new car. It was like my joints glide. There's no inflammation. There's no sense of like heat, like beneath my skin anywhere. There's no abdominal pain. Um, you know, there's no bloating. I have a flat stomach. Oh my gosh, I miss that. I miss that so much. I would do anything to get that back. Um, and so, yeah, for the longest time, I'm like, carbs, it's carbs. I can't have any carbs. That's what it is. And so when I went off keto, you know, I went off of keto because, really because of the divorce. I moved, me and the girls moved. It was so stressful, you know. It was just, I couldn't do it. I was going from my marital home to my mom's home to, you know, I moved into this teeny tiny house, you know, in, in not uh, the best area. And I think the changes, and then I started working and it was just like, I ended up falling off. Um, and that was just what, two years ago that I fell off. And so since ever since then, I'm kind of like trying to reclaim that, but the keto was a little too intense. I don't think I could, I really don't think I could do that again. That was extremely intense. Um, very restrictive. And as you know, as a mom, you really, I mean, I need food for energy. I need it. I can't, I can't not eat. I've done a couple fasts this year for health purposes. Um, but we're talking like day-to-day living. I need food. I cannot function on a restrictive diet. I need some food. So I'm interested to see, I've never done a conscious, um, a conscious gluten-free diet. When I was maybe in my early twenties, I, I, I bought into the fads and I would buy like the gluten-free bread, there was no intention behind it though. It was just like, I'm going to be healthy. This says gluten-free. It must be healthy. You know, there was no like, I don't even think I was noticing my symptoms at the time. I do remember being 15 and developing hives from time to time in between my fingers. And initially I remember developing hives all over my body, but I didn't know what it was. And I, we never like went to the doctor for it. There was just no, I don't know. There was like no investigating. It was just kind of like, okay, but I was still having symptoms. So that's the crazy thing. You can, this takes like a long time for me. It's been 15 years that I've been consciously, well, I guess for over the last four or five years, I've been consciously like noticing the symptoms and I can, I can kind of put two and two together, but I, looking back, I can recall being 15 and I'm 30 now. So, you know, and having no, 
I haven't been able to do like a like to chart all of my symptoms out anyways so that's what's been going on um it's been kind of chaotic um trying to parent while you are plagued with digestive problems and health problems and cognitive problems is not fun it's really draining and you know I am going to document my journey from today from like I've taken pictures and everything of my rash and I'll share it with you and we will see over the next I guess from what I've read it can take up to two months for your symptoms to go away um so I I will document and share this journey with you because hopefully this information will help someone who's also suffering with a similar issue allegedly one in 30,000 people are afflicted with celiac disease which seems like it's not that many people but I guess it really is when you consider the U.S. population is 329 million. That's a lot of people. So I guess I'm just one of those people who cannot eat all the cake I want, unfortunately. Unfortunately. So on that note, um, yeah, I just I made a fruit salad for breakfast. I have some strawberries, some grapes, some mandarin oranges. Um, We're going to keep it really simple. Food is just going to be really simple. And hopefully I can get my girls to join me on this. I mean, I won't restrict them from having bread. Um, But I, I would like to really cut out all of the candy and processed foods. Man, I think that there's some kind of... I I don't know if there, maybe I'm a conspiracy theorist here, okay, but the amount of candy the girls get, like Callie comes home from school with bags of candy all the time, you know, for prizes or whatever, and it just, it bothers me, it bothers me, I, I, I don't, I don't think that's good, I think we should really try to cut back on sugar as a family. I was kind of big on the artificial sweeteners when I was doing the keto, but I, again, I don't, I think that is questionable. That caused a lot of problems, like gastrointestinal problems as well for me. So, um, I think we'll just do like the stevia. That's good. Um, and we'll see. We will see. It's nice and rainy here today. Um, it's a perfect day to clean the entire house, which is exactly what I'm going to do. I have, um, a lot of laundry to sort through and put some winter stuff into storage bins and, you know, just, just the usual, just the usual playing janitor. It's fun. Anyways, well, I hope you guys have a really great week. 
I think it's it's already Wednesday, which is crazy. This week's almost over. We're halfway through the week. Oh my gosh. Pretty soon it's going to be May. Pretty soon school's going to be out. Y'all. I need to come up with some busy bags. That's also on my agenda. What I'm going to do is... Um, I think it's a, a quick and fun, easy way to keep the kids entertained. Is to just put all of your... Um, craft supplies into large Ziploc baggies and then I asked the girls like do you guys want to make a wreath and then like we pull out the wreath busy bag and everything is pre-cut and there's glue dots in there and we can just like assemble that is what I have found to be the the least stressful the most fun if we have like cutting involved and you know, then I have to help one child and the other child, you know, I have jealousy problems going on with my girls right now. So, uh, you know, Callie is actually very jealous of her little sister. So it's easiest if I to avoid having meltdowns, I pre-cut everything and then give them the busy bag. Um, so I'm going to assemble a grocery store busy bag where we have just like little price tag stickers and some fake money that I am going to print off and cut up and then we can make paper wallets and so I put all of those things in the busy bag and we can pull that for an activity Um, and then the other busy bag I have is oh my gosh I'm blanking what is it there's a grocery store and there's one more I don't remember. <laughs> um, oh, Lord. My paper's in the other room, and I'm not going to get up to get it. I'm so sorry. This is the worst podcast. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it is what it is. I'll just put... I'm going to put everything on my Instagram, okay? I'm just going to put it all on there. So just go there. I'll show you the busy packs on there. Because... I can smell my coffee, but it's not yet. I haven't gotten it yet. I haven't drank any caffeine. I just woke up and just started talking to you guys, okay? That's how excited I am about my research that I did last night under my covers on my phone. My medical research that I did. I woke up and I'm like, yes, I'm going to share this with you guys. And hopefully we can just get through it together. You know, that's the, that's the only way. Okay, I will stop now. I, I'll, I'll spare you. <laughs> I love you guys. And um, until next time, take care. Okay, sorry, wait. There's one more thing. Laura Olympus comes out on the 23rd. If you don't know what Laura Olympus is, oh my, bless your heart, you need to. It's amazing webtoon series by Rachel Smythe, and it follows the Lord of the Underworld and this tale of Persephone being dragged down to the underworld. Oh my gosh, it's so good. And the first series was um, finished, I think it was like in November, and I've been waiting since November for the second part to come out, and it comes out in three days. 
sorry so do yourself a huge favor and check it out because it is addicting all right that's all bye